0: Album. Amazing. Lately, I've been reminiscing yeah. yeah. But lately, I've been in position here. Ain't no plan switching, yeah. Ain't no need even showing up, y'all boys better call off. I see it when I take my call off. Cause I ain't taking no calls.
1: That's for me and I'm a dog. I'm a dog. That's for me and I'm a dog. How long will Motie let the song ride? Before he
2: starts the podcast,
1: forever.
2: I'm in charge of the song, not you. You just sit there and be silent I until almost, I stop the song. I almost fell asleep over here you waiting to start. Peasant. Wow, that's right. Gotta wake up here. <sighs> All right, this is actually podcast 27. Unlike last episode where I said it about three times and it wasn't. See, <laughs> easy mistake to make. Yeah, I guess so. Normally I'm pretty on top of that. Podcast twenty seven. Uh we got no guests today. Just me and uh Packy. Uh not much going on in the in the music side of things. Uh for us? For well, as far as like new drops and stuff like that. I feel like there's been a lot. What?
1: Just nothing I'm super interested in other than Travis. Oh yeah. Travis Scott dropped an album, you That's dumbass. True.
2: When did he drop? Like last week? Last week? Talking about this week. It, it, I mean,
1: it wasn't even a full week ago. So?
2: This is current events podcast time. Well, we, we didn't do a podcast last, last week. Last week's news. Okay. You're an idiot. <laughs> it literally just dropped. <laughs> August 3rd. It was less
1: than a week ago. I don't have time for you last week's news, Packy. You're an idiot. So I assume you haven't listened to it. And, um No it's fire. Travis Scott is one of those guys that at least for me is just like just a really good artist. You you know what you're going to get from him in a good way. Like he has a sound and he executes it perfectly every time. Um the album was really dope and he's he's a specific type of artist. Like you're not going to get the the lyrical, you know, storytelling, but but he really gives you just if you like Travis, you probably don't have many songs of his that you don't like. You know all what I right. mean? Yeah. He just he just delivers every time, so. Um yeah, I don't I didn't really I don't have much to talk about with the album other than he didn't disappoint again. I like all his. He's an album artist, which is rare these this day and age. I feel like so many people are are singles artists and he specifically keeps rolling out these fire albums that are cohesive and all the songs are dope there's no just like bullshit that you want to skip over right um so yeah he's shout to travis man he's he's been killing it pretty much since he came in and he writes for other people
2: and he um he does a ton of other people's shit too yeah i know he does a ton of other people's shit i just have never been like on top of his music i know that i like him but it's not like a guy that i look for every time that he like drops stuff I, i love his albums um dope I'll have to listen to it then
1: I'm pretty sure I heard his first week sales um, ended up being really good too and I never actually looked up what they were did you hear anything about it Mm -mm, I was gonna ask you I should try to find it I mean it hasn't been out for a full week so it'd be a projection but
2: right um anyway I'll find it All right. um big thing in the news this week it's ex- Music wise. It's expected to move between four hundred fifty and five hundred thousand. That's pretty good. First week. Yeah, that's good. Pretty good. I mean, that's really good. It's huge. Man, I didn't know that he was like Yeah, bro. Had that like type of fan base. He's I mean, he's just steadily been getting bigger and then
1: you know, you'd you would Kylie Jenner's baby daddy, that's gonna give you a whole Oh, new,
2: that's <laughs> why.
1: That's gonna give you a whole new demographic.
2: That's range. why. All respect lost. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay. All right. What were you talking in about? In other news, uh, the, big, the big headline in music, I think, was this today or yesterday that this article or study or whatever? I think it was yesterday. Musicians in US received just 12% of industry revenu- re- revenues, report fines. 12%. Is that a surprise? 12. I mean 12 is low. 12 is like I That's mean, like that's an insane number. But that's dude, that's why when we get up like here like all of the in,
1: all of the musicians. But bro, that's why when we get up here and we talk about stuff like last week or 2 weeks ago our last podcast when we were talking about Russ and we were talking about how he's selling out these arenas um with no openers by himself um i mean not because he's signed now but i'm sure he has a good deal cuz he built up a catalog on his own but he's selling out these arenas with no openers and we were like there's a super short list of hip hop artists that are even doing that yeah a way shorter list than your um than the the public would probably believe well and, musicians in general and that number shows you why like most of these big names are are made by labels yeah i mean i was even listening to i think it was the um might have been something about the when uh, leora cohen went to breakfast club and it's just talking about like they were talking about how yeah you you automatically are like 360 deals are uh, you know suck for artists and they take everything from you as an artist, but it's not a hundred percent true because if you don't really have shit to start with or if the label really does give you a hundred percent of their attention and put you on everything and give you this massive push to make you a super super superstar, then a three sixty deal is good for both right, and the label should get everything because they're literally making you into this thing that you could never be
2: on your well own. and and I agree with that mostly. The only thing is though, a lot of these articles are making a good point of any any other creative like media, mm-hmm. like they were a lot of the examples were like the movie industry. Yeah. Like the art the actors, the artists right. are getting paid much more of right. a percentage. Right. I would be interested. And there's just as many middlemen and like different things like that in that industry as there is in the music industry.
1: Yeah, because I mean you even figure like just look at a song on Spotify or something like that. Right. I mean, even an independent artist who isn't paying a label or middlemen or anything like you're seeing such a small portion of the money that that song right. actually does generate. Right. Like, so yeah, I can see. And then when you start getting all these middlemen involved, they're taking more and it, yeah, it's, I, w- I would be interested to know what that number was 20 years ago.
2: Well, they were saying, I,
1: I, I I would guess that we're on the upswing.
2: Yeah. Well, they, they, the part of this article has said the rise of the internet and the decline in physical music sales caused artist revenue in absolute terms to amongst or or to almost stagnate between 2000 and 2009. So it was in rough shape between those, those times, Mm. which makes sense. Because that was when no one knew what the fuck was going on yeah. <laughs> with the music with like Napster and like LimeWire mm-hmm. and shit like that. Um, the, but with the rise of subscription services and the growth in concert popularity, artist revenue is now on the upswing. So they're pretty much saying that because of subscription services and uh, concerts, because the label, but with this subscription services though, the label does have their hand in that a lot. With the concerts, not so much. Well, that's what
1: they're even saying. You know why 360 deals even came about um, are because of LimeWire and Napster in that age
2: when labels were not getting. Money. Oh, they're say, they're saying because I see what they're saying because of the, the popularity of the subscription services, artists are able to tour more. That makes sense
1: but you like i was saying you even um the reason those deals and those those shitty you know for most people shitty label deals even came about is because of Limewire Napster and that age the wild west of music yeah yeah because labels were not getting their and they had to
2: find ways to get their money right right but even so like a, a lot of the what they're saying is it's not only the labels it's the subscription platforms as well that are like ripping artists off oh yeah much. i mean
1: like and we, so, we've it, said from the from the beginning they're becoming the new label i mean in a better way because everything is different for everybody depending on your deal and your status in music like there's great things about streaming that you never could have before but at, on the other hand with you know with power comes the ability to use it to fuck people over and make money yourself yeah. and i mean there's there's no alternatives there's there's Apple and there's Spotify. Yeah. You know, so they, they can do it because artists have to put their music out on those platforms. If you want to do anything, you have to put your music out there. Right. So what are you going to do? Like, Oh, I don't like the deal that they're cutting me. Well, tough
2: titty. Well, I guess I, that's the one question that I have though, is like, if you're comparing this to other, other, uh, mediums like movies and things like that, like, Does Netflix have the the same effect on like the movie industry that Spotify and Apple Music are having on the music industry? I would, I mean, I would guess it's, uh, has similar, similar effects. I would guess, but I don't know that for sure because everything like why, why are these big, um, these big, uh, companies, these big, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? production companies or whatever, movie, whatever. They're all moving towards the... They ha, They are making the choice to move towards the streaming platforms, which the, the is... The movie studios? Yeah, the movie studios, which is different though... They're making a choice to what? I didn't hear. Move towards a lot of these streaming platforms mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, not all cases, but a lot of cases, and it's but it's a slower move. It's almost as if they're making the deals work for them instead of... The music industry's move towards streaming platforms was because they were forced to because illegal downloads were coming in and they weren't making anything, nothing. Yeah, I know. So it's a little bit of a different like dynamic. But the labels didn't create Spotify and Apple Music. Well, yeah, and the movie studios didn't create Netflix I know. whatever, but- so.
1: I mean both were kind of forced. The mo- the movie industry was also forced to deal with Netflix. It's not like it was something they created.
2: I I understand, but from their choice to move over to the platform, to move some of their movies over to the platform, it has to be benefiting them more than what mu- it's benefiting music on Apple. I would I mean I would guess I would guess you're right about that but at the same time I'd be willing to battle on Like of money
1: we know about. we know way more about the in, the music industry than we do about the movie industry, right? I would wonder if someone that knew more about the movie industry would think the same thing about music because both have happened. You know, all music is on Spotify and Apple Music now. So if you didn't know any better, wouldn't you think, well, they can't be it can't be a bad deal for artists and
2: labels if everyone's moving their music over there? Well, they're it it's not it it is a good thing because of where they were before the 2000 to 2009 era. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the reason but the movie industry was never in that. Right. So yeah, I
1: mean it's it's yeah.
2: On it's kind of comparing
1: apples and oranges a little bit cuz yeah, the the music industry's always been kind of a shit show in a wild west like more way more so than the movie industry. As far as my understanding of it, so
2: well it has just because the files are the music, smaller, and like it's the, easier to steal. As far
1: as I know, especially with hip hop, it's never been straightforward in the music industry. Somebody's always been getting fucked, and whether right. whether it be the label or the artist, right,
2: or both. But, but I think smartphones have kind of combated it. To they've combated stealing with convenience. So it's like, yeah, you can technically steal all the music you want, still but it's not convenient. It's not as convenient as opening up your app and being right. like, here are all the songs. Well, and ever.
1: that's the thing. And you, you even wonder, like, I mean, if people, if people had to pay more for Spotify and Apple Music or had to pay period for those, because obviously there's the premium, whatever, right, but right. you technically don't have to pay to hear all your you know favorite songs. Right. If you had to, you'd, you'd have to find that number you have to find that uh, that line where people pay because of that convenience. Because mm. if you if it was too much, then you're going to get back to the Wild West of, well, I'm just going to find ways to get this shit for free. Right. But I, I think people have become so used to having it through Spotify and Apple Music and streaming that I think you could charge people some money.
2: Oh, yeah. For sure, and I wonder if it'll ever get there. But but the thing is though, it's tough for me because okay, ten dollars a month—it's mm. a decent amount of money. And uh, Spotify, like the business, but, I looked it up the other day, and it's it's like worth something like twenty billion dollars or something like that. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like, yes, okay, they. You know, Spotify, Apple music, they changed the way that music is listened to forever. Mm. So they deserve to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Twenty billion on the backs of of artists?
1: That's when it gets that's when it gets crazy and like but that's just that's just like business. That's what I'm saying. If But that it kind of goes back to what I said. How bad can it be if everybody's on it like if i if i created spotify and i'm making money hand over fist right yeah and all my users on it which are the artists are complaining about how much i'm fucking them Mm. my response to that is no one told you you had to be on my platform
2: yeah no i agree i think the only thing is though um, the only reason why Spotify is a thing and why Apple Music is a thing is because labels had to cave. Their hands were tied behind their backs. I know. I'm aware. I know, I know why all this shit is why it is, but at the end of the day,
1: do I do I think artists deserve a little more because they're the ones that actually make Spotify and Apple Music able to offer what it offers? Yeah, I do. If you look at it, just the pie chart of it, yeah. But I also firmly believe in just like business practices. No, no, no. And- I,
2: I agree with you. I think the only reason why I'm bringing this up is I think labels, big major labels, are ruining it for everybody without without even their artists that are signing to their label, some of their artists even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't tell me that Lady Gaga is getting the same Lady Gaga's label is getting the same payout from Spotify that we are. Meaning what? Meaning per stream. Uh, their deal is different. Yeah, I mean, I would assume. I so. guarantee it. And I would assume they have certain So, but here's here's the thing, and this is why this article is so important, is these labels are cutting these deals mm-hmm. that get them a higher payout for them and then paying out their artist. of that. You see what I'm saying? So technically, Spotify is paying more to the labels, but then fucking the artists, independent and signed, regardless. Have you done any research to know that that's how it's going down? I've seen some art, but there's there's nothing concrete that because no one releases their deals with anybody. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to even know, but... because there are no exact numbers. But it's it's just, you. the thing is, in order for, there's just no way that like Universal is putting all of their artist music on Spotify and being like, yeah, I'm cool with .006 cents per stream. Like, I
1: mean, there's
2: no fucking way. I don't know. There's I, no fucking way.
1: I have no idea. I mean, if you look at the numbers that some of these big artists
2: are doing, that shit would add up. Yeah, but I think it's more like because I think even when you look up how much you make on a stream uh, on Spotify, it gives you a range. It says like point zero zero six to like point zero three four right. or something like that. And to me, like even the point zero three four, that builds up way quicker. Oh yeah, than anything else. But like the and I guarantee you how it's working is. Yeah, the independent who the fuck cares artist that has to be on there because everybody else is on there is getting point zero zero six. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the label people that have technically have some power. Like yes. If the label took off all of their artists from the Spotify platform, right. Spotify would collapse. Right. So right. they have to work with the label. Yeah, they,
1: label. they're all in bed together for sure. Right. And on the back end, the independent so, artist just gets the sh- gets the shit. But. So to
2: to me, it just makes sense. Like I you. Yeah, you just no. kind of have to be smart in order to fill in the blanks and be like, "Look, something has to be happening behind the scenes that these labels are making more on Spotify." Yeah, it's probably not shit tons more, but it's more. Yeah, but uh, but again, I would combat that with. I mean, but the thing is, when an article nice. when an article like this comes out, though, yeah, and is like, artists are only making twelve percent of everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because anything that is good for the music industry or anything like that gets fucked by the middleman, mm-hmm. like gets absolutely screwed. So no matter what, as far as money, but it also like, because of how hip hop was built and
1: everything, a lot of the things that, that are able to happen for these artists and why they are able to get such a spike in their numbers are because of the middleman. So they deserve money now. Right. Do they deserve as much as they're getting, I don't know. You'd have to get into the nitty gritty of specific situations, but like, that's why you can even, and I'm sorry for bringing him up again, but it just pops into my mind. Like why you look at somebody like Russ, there's a reason Russ built a big following on his own independently, had a huge catalog, was making good money on his own independently. Right. Yeah. He signed. Right. And blew up. Yeah. He would never be who he is, what he is right now without signing. Yeah, no, no, no. And he still signed. Right. And he and he had all the knowledge of what that meant for him and blah blah. blah and he still signed because yeah.
2: labels can do so much but, for you. But that is that is literally like less than the one percent of everybody signed to a label though. His situation. Yeah, for sure. So what I'm saying is that to me is how it should he's almost treating the label as a marketing service yeah. that he was just like, Hey, I need to take myself to the next level. Yeah. Here you go. Instead right. of the guy that was just discovered on the corner of mm-hmm. Broadway and was like, but don't you think that guy did, like desert He didn't do anything for himself no, other no, no, no. than have talent. No, so. and I, I'm not saying that all that I'm saying is just that these artists, most of them, because most of them have a deal like this are complaining about something that is totally Called for because you can't complain about something. Once the service has been done and you are all of a sudden famous now and everybody loves you and you're then saying, be like, you're saying,
1: so you're saying you think artists are complaining about and are up in arms about the I'm whole say, 12% thing. Yes. And you're fans, sa- fans too, because yeah, they and, don't understand. And you're saying that they shouldn't be complaining because they did it to themselves. They signed the deal. They did it to themselves. Right yes well that's that's the whole dilemma with with labels is you have you have the talent but talent doesn't get you any money until you grind for it and market yourself and cultivate a fan base and do all this stuff so you can choose to try to do that yourself independently and you'll make all the money like you won't have to split it with anybody other than like whatever you know right whatever spotify the distributors all take off on the off the top but you won't have to like pay a label or or a middleman like that right but it's very hard to do and there's also a, a ceiling on it even if you do it well right whereas you just go right to the label and you skyrocket like someone you and i have built what we have for you know almost 10 years now someone could go get signed to a major tomorrow and
2: and move past us in popularity like yeah.
1: that. But but now, here's, here's, they might be making no money.
2: Right. But because But here's the other thing though, too. Everyone loves those type of stories and everything. And they think that, like, oh, I gotta get signed to the majestic label that can shoot me up to the top mm-hmm. just like that. They can. Yeah. But that's a 1% story. Well, that's like, the thing. That's these labels the have norm.
1: so many artists signed that you don't even fucking you don't even know about. about. Right. And they're even in 360 deals and stuff like that. Yes. So they're not popping. They're not doing shit. They're being shelved. They're, they're handcuffed. And even if they were to do anything little, the label's taking most of that. So yeah. I mean, you even look at like um, XV, what happened to him? Like yeah. he was kind of up and coming independent. We liked
2: his music and he yep. signed and he disappeared. Yeah. You want you want to know the fucked up thing too is labels have been doing this for years and are still doing it, dude. They sign people with the promise of shooting them up and everything mm-hmm. like that, and then shelve them mainly because they are threatening somebody else on the label on the label that I know, is already been. So fucked up. But that's that's my point. Is like you got so many. Like I don't think people understand how many artists are signed to these labels. I
1: know, and that's why you have to. The, Like for some people, maybe it's worth, maybe it's worth the risk. Like you have to, you have to determine that on your own as an artist. Like, Hey, maybe there is only a 20% chance that this makes me rich and famous. And there's a, and there's like a 60% chance that this fucks my career. And then there's like another 20% chance that I'm somewhere in between. Right. And you got to, you got to calculate whether it's worth that risk. And a lot of that has to do with what you've been able to do on your own to that point, right? And that's why it's so important for independent artists and people starting out that you do cultivate something on your own that you can use in negotiations and and leverage with these labels. And that's why you see people like Russ and Logic and Chance and you know with with good deals and good partnerships with these places because they have something to leverage. Right. They can both help each other out and not and neither one of them is just
2: getting fucked. Right. Exactly. You have, to you, have, like, you have to have leverage. You if, have I, to. if
1: I today woke up, made a few songs, one of them went viral and a big label approached me and said, we want to sign you to a 360 deal. We're going to make you the biggest thing ever. Right. It would probably be smart of me to try it. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe not. But I, you know, I mean, th- there's a lot you can point to,
2: a, you can point to a lot of big artists right now that are very happy with their 360 deals. Very yeah. happy, but it I think it depends though on like your background, what you're used to. Yeah, like, it does. A lot of the things like for the last ten years, you've been able to do really whatever you want with your music. Yeah, like that is not how a 360 deal. No, works. I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like the opposite. I know. So, but, but at the end of the day, if it if, if it makes you money and gets you successful, well, and here's but here's the tricky part of that though is 360 deals work. In the most fucked up way possible, where like, technically, they get they give you money, but they want it back. Like you have oh, to, you have to do. Trust me, I I don't I don't
1: I'm not with the 360 model. I'm just saying, if I was a label, I'm I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. Like if I was a label, I completely understand why they're justified in in this shit. And it's it, it's really here's the bottom line. It's up. To you as an artist to know what you're getting into yeah you just hear so many stories now about artists bitching about whatever their situation is on the back end right like there's so many stories that you can read and hear about of of these things happening to art like right. many artists throughout wow. history so you're the one that you thought you were so talented and dope and has so much going on and you signed all this shit away. Right. You can't then go complain it's not like there's some hidden thing in there. No. It is what it is. But the thing is. is
2: if you're a dope enough a dope enough artist though and there's tons of people like in the industry now that are even saying this too that if if you're if you think that you're dope, if you think that you're god's gift to music and you deserve everything that there is in the music industry, you should never be thinking about signing yeah, a deal. Yeah. For sure. If you work hard enough, you can do it by yourself. Yeah, this I day mean, and age, there's nothing stopping yeah. you. Yeah, nothing. I mean, that's the thing. Those
1: 360 deals and deals like that are are they're definitely not betting on yourself. No, you hell know? no. So they're that's doing the opposite. So that's what's so frustrating. That's betting on the label, right? So that's what's so frustrating about on the back end. These artists complaining about it is you chose not to bet on yourself. Right. And then on the back end, you chose you,
2: not to do the dirty work, right? Is pretty and then much on the back end,
1: you complain about all, everything everyone else is doing. Well, you could have taken the power in your own hands, yes. and you didn't,
2: right? And you could have done it the way that you wanted right. to do it. That's the thing, and you're pretty much putting your trust into somebody that, like that, they will actually do the work.
1: Well, and that's what I mean. And it's tempting, I'm sure, because they have tons of connections. They probably have tons of proof that they've done it before. And you're talking about next level shit. Yeah, like you're talking about potential superstar, famous. Big shit. Right. And they can also dangle a lot of cool things, you know, in the meantime, right. like advances right. and, you know, fancy cars and trips here and tours here and shit like that. Right. But is the money there at the end?
2: Well, and yeah. Are, are you going to be able to make that back though? Like that's, that's, what that's what the saying. thing is like the advance is awesome.
1: No, I know. But it's like, it's a loan. It's not real money. It's a loan. It's like, yeah. it's like that, you just went to the bank and it, we're super hype
2: about a loan. Right. Right, but that's the thing is it's like dude i I don't i i really am having a hard time like understanding why anyone would just because let's let's imagine a world where labels were never a thing Mm -hmm. never it only worked in the way of there were marketing consultants and you had them consult on a song or project basis. Mm -hmm. That was the only way that you could have a middleman there in the music industry. Yeah. How much different it would be as far as there would be, there would be no, none of this. Like I deserve this. I deserve that. I think
1: very slowly that's where things are starting to head a little bit. I don't know if they'll ever actually get there, but you are seeing, you never used to see, I don't
2: think the labels will ever like it. They it might get there.
1: not, but you never. They have too much. But power. you never used to see partnerships like you do today, yeah. where like you quote unquote sign a deal, but really what it is is like this label is going to help me put this project out, market it, and put me on this tour and help do the tour, right? And we're going to do this project and my next one, and right. then we'll see what happens, right? And everything else, like, not like nothing. They right. don't touch anything. I've. They right. don't. They don't just have a hand in everything they don't touch my my merch they don't touch my old songs right. they don't
2: touch whatever well the other thing too is like when you were even saying there's plenty of artists that are happy with their 360 deal I'm wondering like how much do they actually know no but I, okay here's here's what I mean by artists that are happy with their 360 deal. are they just blissfully unaware and, and
1: I'm not I can't a hundred percent say that these artists are in 360 deals but I I would guess like I'm 99 percent sure that they are mm lil yachty Mm. i would guess he is happy with his 360 deal he's huge he makes good money even in a 360 deal like the percentage that he makes on that deal is more money than if he made all of it his own but he'd be way smaller like he is the artist like the push he's in fucking target commercials dude cardi b i'm sure she's in a 360 deal yeah. Dude, she was like a stripper and on Love and Hip Hop and like
2: Yeah, rapped, I guess my like, like, I guess my rap. problem with and, that and now she's like, she's rich now Yeah, and I guess my problem with that though is you look at these people and you're like, oh 360 deals can be better than most like what a lot of people would say that they are mm. but again those are three people out of how many fucking I know, artists? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm not making sitting here making artists. But I,
2: I guess videos. I guess that's the problem that I have with the whole situation. But is, that's why the labels have the leverage is because let's say like
1: those two examples. I they just have gave. the poster boys and they can well, say well that. and yeah and
2: and let's say like let's use the
1: examples I just gave. If if Cardi B negotiated with her label and actually negotiated a pretty good deal for herself, where she got a pretty good cut, which is wouldn't ever happen because the label knows what they want. But if she did, well, she wouldn't be the Cardi B you know today because the label wouldn't have put all that shit behind her no, because they're right. not getting the cut. Right. When they know they're getting this big cut,
2: they put everything behind you. They put right. you on everything. Right. But And I guess that's the thing is like me being not the unbeliever in the music industry that I am is saying that there should never be somebody that is that fucking famous. Like... If if the world was run in the fair way that every artist wants it to be run without with there still being superstardom, that superstardom can exist in a world that is like that. Yeah, but that's some, because there's that's, not an, that's there, some hippie bullshit, though. No, no, no. But there's not enough people attached to it. Like, you can't have that. There's it's literally impossible. Right. So but it's yeah, that's it's not big, it's, it's that's a not big hip- business. That's what I'm saying, it's though. capitalism. That's not hippie bullshit. That's but just it's, saying it's, it's that.
1: It's like utopia. It's like if if all things were the, were equal, but, no one would ever get
2: this big. No business would ever be bigger than the other business. No like but that's what I'm saying though is like when you have an article like this with the 12% and all the artists are in an uproar. uproar I know. People like, aren't
1: aware of their business. Pe- that those people live in that fantasy land. Because of that potential. <laughs> like that's why. Right. Yeah, because these a, label companies are always, uh, like a label can go say, we just
2: signed Cardi B, look at her.
1: They don't say, look at these 99 other artists well, that we signed that aren't shit.
2: They're all in competition to have the next superstar. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Exactly.
1: That's where the big money is. I know. And as soon, like, that's the thing. Even if you, let's say you signed to a label and you don't even just get shelved and fucked right away. Let's say they put something out with you, right? Mm. And let's say you think, oh, this was halfway successful. Mm. We made a decent amount of money on it. Well, if it wasn't what they wanted it to be, if it wasn't high enough, if you weren't the next superstar, you're done. See ya. Yep. But you're not. But you don't get let out of your deal necessarily, because no. they don't want you as competition. No,
2: you don't get let because out of because
1: and and they feel like, okay, we launched you with that project, we got you this whatever. We're not going to let you just go use that and be competition for no. us. You're shelved. No, exactly. That's how it's structured. Yeah, and that's why it's fucked. Is because it's definitely fucked, and it take. And that's why it even the the way things are going now, where they just sign these like viral stars. That makes me sick because that's even just like you're just you're just using it just it's dirty everything all the whole all that shit feels dirty when you just take a viral person you try to get suck as much money out of them as you can and then you throw them to the side and it's like i don't even i don't feel bad for the artist in that situation either because i don't even see them as actual artists no it's just it's just yucky i just the whole
2: situation is just well and that's but that's why too like it's just man it's so hard to get excited about music now. A lot of these artists is just because they're not artists. It's, uh, it's whoever has that the makes most. makes me like whoever
1: has the most social media attention gets signed. And let let's turn them into an. Look at the. Well, I, I forget who the 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 chick that was on Doctor Phil like the. I don't yeah, even remember what her bad name Bobby was. or whatever. Yeah, like she was. She's not even an artist. She just became this like viral no, sensation, not. and now and you turn like music is. Is the way to turn these people into money now? It's it's fucked.
2: No, I I hate it, and like that's that's why like any time that you see those big superstars come up under the label and everything is it's like you have to sit back and you have to wonder about yourself and being like, do I like this or, or is, is this there just some what I hear? There's got to be something better out yeah. there just because the label wants me right. to hear it. Like, <laughs> is that is this actually good? Right. That's what makes me sick about it. Like any time that I hear that, is it's just like. I mean for all the artists that are out there today. Yeah. Just because this person is in front of me right now, they're they're the superstar, they're they're the apex of what music is supposed to be right now because the label and the radio says it's supposed to be that way.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so fucked up.
1: Yeah, I mean there's no like right there, there's no just clear um right and wrong answer when it comes to like the label split with because it all just depends on certain situations. And at the end of the day, I just kind of stand with, I do believe artists get fucked over a lot. I also just, many of the sob stories you hear are people that literally put themselves knowingly in the position that they're in and oh, yeah. then turn around and bitch about it. And I
2: just can't, I can't really have much sympathy for that. No, I don't, I don't have any, any sympathy for it. Like you have to, you have to just know. You- it's all business. This, these, like right now, it's all business. So it, you have to think, mm-hmm. okay, this business isn't hiring me to give me money. Like that's not the way that it works. Mm-hmm. And plus, in like for the amount of people that they have to hire, hire in order to get you into that position, you have to be stupid to think that you're getting anything like. More than like 12%, or something like that. Think about how many people have their hands in that. Well, that's that. what
1: I mean. I, like, that's why that 12% number, like, what? It doesn't even do anything to me because to me, that's just, okay, 12%. So that would mean that I got to, my shit has to generate what amount of money for me to make something decent? Because that's the thing. It is big business at that point. So right. if you can generate, you know, millions of dollars,
2: that 12% doesn't look so bad. Well, 12%. Only sickens me just because, from an independent standpoint, we always have to deal with the majors making the rules. No, it's sick, so they're it, therefore it sickens
1: me from the general sense of an artist makes 12% of the shit that they create, right? It sickens me from
2: that perspective, but, but we're, we're separate, about, we're separate from that, like but, but independently, but even
1: in general, artists making 12% of the work they they do fine. Like, yeah, that, that is shitty on face value. But like I said, when I am just thinking about it from these label artists perspective, you know, you're not generating millions of dollars worth of revenue on your own. No. So if you do generate millions of dollars worth of revenue and you get 12% of that, that's probably still higher than what you would have generated on
2: your own. Yeah, I agree. But all that I'm saying is on an independent standpoint, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just yeah. saying- I, I even see that 0.006 cents on every stream that an artist gets, like probably an independent artist gets. And you're just like, okay, Spotify, $20 billion company. And I get 0.006 for every person that I have stream my song on your platform. Yeah. What? And you still upload every song. Well, but that's the thing is like, what else am I supposed I know, to do? I know. Like the thing is by me being like, and that's, that's why it sickens me though. When I see an article like that, because it's like the majors are the reason for that. They are what make that pop possible because they hold some of the cards.
1: Yeah. Because if, if, if the big artists weren't on there, then Spotify would have to like smaller artists have to rely on the bigger artists to set the rules. Yes. The bigger labels. Well, and in turn, the bigger artists, right? Because that's who's on the bigger labels, right? And so, yeah, if if Drake and his label took a stand and said, "We want the rates to go up for artists, or we're pulling our music down," mm-hmm. and Spotify uh, and, would have to, and, and some other artists followed suit, right? They, they'd have to start making moves, right? But if a million independent artists said we're gonna take our music, they'd be like, okay, you guys right. make up two percent of what's actually well streaming. and that's
2: why I say like there is some background negotiation going on because yeah, sure. I'm sure labels are saying that. I'm sure artists are saying that, but they came with a number that was doable for them. Yeah. And now all of a sudden everybody else has to get fucked. Yeah. Because uh, we, the we, major we, labels are happy.
1: Beating this topic into the ground.
2: <laughs> is the podcast done? <laughs> probably <laughs> so we've been talking about the same thing for like 40 minutes well it's the only thing in the news that's like music no and I'm, I'm that's
1: something i'm very interested in and you and i are and and something that's actually really important to what we do so it's just it, it sucks that you're kind of powerless and you have to just like it like i keep saying cynically but it's true like everything you say i'm like yeah but you still upload the next song because we have to
2: well like you have
1: to and we're not going to keep talking about i'm just saying that's that's what it is and it's unfortunate but it's also fortunate in many ways too i just think a lot
2: of people need to be aware because i really think i mean there's a lot of people that have literally no idea what the fuck is going on in that and it is kind of like you know especially fans like I, I always was hungry to kind of know what was going on in the music Mm -hmm. industry. Even before we started this music stuff and everything, it was just an interesting thing for me to know. Mm -hmm. And if, if I would have known like to the degree, because it wasn't like that when we were listening to music before doing music, Mm -hmm. it was before like, like right around, like probably before 2004, was when it really started to like go down, and Napster started to be like a huge thing. Limewire started to be a huge thing, and people weren't buying CDs as much as they were before that point. The music industry was awesome; artists were making shit tons of money just because labels were making goo gobs of money mm. because there was no other way to get the music. Yeah, but now all of a sudden, it's a, it's in a bad spot for yeah. Artists. But it,
1: it, there's give and take though because. Like it's in you, the bad spot
2: for labels though too. But, but because, like, but
1: you were just saying, it was in a good spot for like artists and labels were making goo gobs of money because of the situation then. But independent, there was no independent artist.
2: No, there wasn't. So now, well, there was, but but, but there wasn't. Like, I mean, not not to the yeah, degree to the, the degree. Not, that not there even is close. Today. Not even close. No.
1: So that's what I'm saying. So at like on one hand you can look at streaming and say artists are making less money like established artists are making less money but you could also look at it and say there's so many artists now that have been able to make something of themselves that couldn't before because they didn't have the connections and didn't know the gatekeepers
2: yeah and and i mean so there's give and take with everything that's great like that's fine but i still think that it's just it's a it's a principle, and I think it needs to be worked on because it's it's not right for all these billion dollar companies to be a thing. I I agree with that on the backs of work that people just aren't getting paid for. No, like, I, that's I, that's kind of that. shitty. Last point too on that. I just thought about
1: it. Um, I think it was that Leor interview again. Um, that something I like. I knew, but I never really thought about either. Is back then labels had to spend shit tons of money um on physical CDs mm-hmm. to sell right now they don't spend any money on no, distribution no
2: <laughs> it's just a- well but a good i mean i'm not exactly sure how that works they don't spend nearly as much as what they did on physical well yeah CDs shit. are
1: still a thing but they're becoming obsolete
2: but yeah i mean it's a good thing that they don't though because honestly like <laughs> I don't know I don't know how labels would have survived even artists, even major artists would have survived two thousand to two thousand nine if digital stuff was wasn't free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I, I mean there was a point in time where I remember like the music industry was looking I know real questionable. I know. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's why you have like Apple come in with iTunes and all that stuff is because they saw... They took advantage of it. Yeah, there's a yeah. massive issue here. Let's right. like, jump in and be the people that can take advantage of it.
2: Right. You want to jump into voicemails? Sure. All right. Let's take the first one here. What's up, Peck? What's up, Mo? This is Ryan. Uh, I'm from Fort Huron. Shout out to a I have
0: is two questions sound? for Peck. Uh, I was just wondering if the story on delirious was the actual story of how you met your girl. I always assumed
2: that that was it. Um, if it's not, it would, you know, it'd be interesting to kind of see, uh, what that story was. Uh, my second question was that, uh, like, what was the experiences like when, uh, your girl's family kind of was introduced to what you do, what your job was and if they liked your music, if they've already seen it before, um, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that would be interesting. Cause it's kind of a different dynamic than just a regular job or whatever. So, uh, yeah, keep it up. Uh, podcast is dope.
1: Good question, Ryan. Um, <clears throat> delirious is definitely inspired by the, t- like the time period where I was meeting my girl. Um, but it's not like, you know, it's not completely biographical, but, um, definitely that's, that was the period of time when I wrote it. Um, And as far as like meeting, meeting her family and what I do and stuff, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Like they're, they're really cool about it. Like I've never heard a bad word about it, but I always personally wonder, like if I had a, if I had a daughter, I wouldn't necessarily be hype about my daughter, like dating a rapper. And so I just always am aware of it. And I always just kind of assume that there's a little bit of a stigma there, but they've never made me feel like that at all. Um, and they're just cool about it. Um, Glow's dad is actually like super, um, musical way more than way more so than I am. And, um, I'm pretty sure her brother is subscribed to the YouTube channel and keeps up on it. Which So if you're listening, bud, shout out. Um, so yeah, they've been awesome with it, but yeah, it's definitely something I'm, I'm aware of and, and, and think about sometimes because it's just like you always wonder what type of stigma is attached to that and you always try to fight it a little bit.
2: Yo, Patrick Moti, It's Jared from Reno, Nevada. And I have two questions. A, what kind of dog is Mowgli? And B, uh, what's your favorite type of animal? Gloves, Love the podcast. Use cars as fire. Keep it up. And see you guys later.
1: Glove's just the center of attention on this podcast. <laughs> Uh Mugly is a lab husky and um full disclosure before I started hanging with Glow and getting to know her I was not a dog person. I wasn't an animal person period. Like never had a pet growing up. Didn't didn't fuck with dogs. I was scared of dogs as a kid. Like they'd chase me down my street on my bike and shit. And um but pretty early on like I knew it was going to be, you know, if Glow was going to come around, she had a dog, and so I I was going to have to get to know the dog. And so he came over a few times, and she was she was, you know, real respectful with him, and like you know, he just kind of stayed on his blanket on the couch, and you know, didn't. But I slowly got to got to know him, and it really didn't take long for me to kind of fall in love with him. And I I I like dogs a lot now. Like Dags had a, got a dog like around the same time. Um, Knicks that I've gotten to know, and so now some of my closer friends and obviously Glow have dogs, and I'm one thing though. I'm not a cat person. They're just not that. I'm like, oh, a cat, get it away from me. But they're just, I just don't see what they bring to the table. (laughs) They're just creepy. You, as far as I know, you can't like you can't. How much fun can you really have with them? Like maybe maybe they'll curl up with you, and you can just. No, nah,
2: I've never really understood. Guests. But to me, the
1: ones I've been around for the most part, they're always just creeping around yeah, and they give me the they give me the heebies.
0: What up? This is Ishmael from Houston, Texas. And my question for you guys today is what is your preferred brand of like headphones you know, like beats, Apple EarPods, Bose? Audio Technica, Sennheiser, all that stuff. So let me know what you guys in the podcast. Appreciate y'all. Have a nice day.
1: I want to get those those wireless pods.
2: Yeah, I heard a lot of people like them.
1: I know. I think I'd like those. I haven't tried them yet, but I definitely want to try those. As far as like studio headphones, <laughs> we always go with Audio Technica. Um, I've, I've tried the beats because it it, it frustrates me. I don't know if we've talked about this, just you and I, or if we've talked about it on the podcast, but it's really frustrating that beats are the only headphones that look cool. Mm. Like every other headphone looks very much the same. Right. And beats actually look cool. So I've, I've given them a try and I have a couple pairs of beats, but to me, they're just, you're just paying a lot of money just for something to look cool. They don't, produce some amazing yeah sound. I'd,
2: i wouldn't say they produce any like crazy sound no, or no. anything like that and honestly i would probably prefer audio technica over the beats. i prefer
1: audio technica sound to my beats yeah and, but, they're, um, and they're less expensive and to me they're just of that mid-range tier of headphones price wise audio technicas look all right for those that don't know these are mm-hmm. audio technica headphones they have a couple
2: different colorways but um yeah. yeah, beats definitely was the coolest, but For sure. I don't think that they're worth their price tag at all.
1: Uh, I would agree. If money's not a thing, beats are cool, but.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is going on here?
0: Hey, it's Brody from Atlanta, Georgia. I was just wondering when you guys were going to release a new
2: project,
0: uh, preferably like an album or a mixtape of some sort. Uh, I love the ink blot. I really like used cars. I was just curious as to when you guys may be dropping uh, another project. Also curious if you guys would ever come out to Atlanta. would love to see you guys live. I love the podcast and uh, keep up the good work. Uh,
1: we would come to Atlanta. Um, just like just like most cities, it's just... When it happens, it'll happen. It's like we can't just do like really a... we. It doesn't make sense for us to do a bunch of just one-offs necessarily, so when when it all comes together and we can get on the road we're open to any city and you guys will definitely know um same shit same type of shit as far as you guys knowing when when an album's on the way like I, I when i'm working on stuff whatever i don't i don't really like to give too much away um i'm not a i'm sure you guys can tell with how i talk sometimes and even in my music i'm not a not a big fan of hyping things up until they are at least relatively close to fruition because I, I hate being the person that says something that doesn't actually end up happening. So, um, I'm always, always working on new music, whether it turns into more singles or an album or whatever the case may be, I'm always working and I definitely haven't dropped my last album. So that, that's not the case. Um, but when I, When I want to, when I'm in a place where I want to start telling you guys about exactly what's going on, I will. And hopefully it'll be sooner than later.
2: Hey guys, Dylan from Minnesota. Uh, Pack, I can't wait to see you out at the show on September 7th. Um, Just in anticipation of that, wondering uh, what goes into like making a set list for a show and how does that change when you're co-headlining with somebody like Ollie Joseph, uh, just uh, what decisions go into what songs you do or don't do and how that changes when somebody else is doing the show with you. Thanks. Appreciate it guys.
1: That's a good question. Um, just first off, it's not Ali Joseph on, on the Minnesota Minneapolis show. It's Ali, um, from Toronto, Toronto, Ali. Well, yeah, we, uh, I'm on a song with him called rise. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just to clear that up, but good question. Um, as far as the set list goes, Because it is always different and interesting um, as far as, A, if you do a bunch of shows, you do as an artist, sometimes you want to perform new stuff, but yet you have your hits that people are coming to the show to hear. And so you have to find, I would say you have to find a balance, but you almost don't even find a balance. You almost just have to err on the side of your popular songs and your hits and maybe you can throw in one or two that you just feel like performing but like speaking from a fan of other artists i would be like a little disappointed if i had never been to um a kendrick concert and he didn't perform mad city or something like that you know Like, I, I want to hear that. So right. as, and he, but even though he as an artist has performed that a zillion times mm. and is probably like, okay, anyone that's ever wanted to hear this song has heard it. Like, let me move on. But you have to do it. Right. And so, yeah, preparing a set, you got to do the popular songs and, and the ones that people are there to see. And then you can maybe have, depending on how long of a set you get, you can maybe throw in a couple newer ones. Like, you definitely want to balance out even if they're not quite as popular as the old ones, cause they haven't had the time you want to throw some new shit in there. Uh,
2: I think it really just depends on the time that you have because there's certain set, like when you're doing a headline set, mm. it's an hour when you're doing an opening set half hour mm. or around there, sometimes even 20 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes. It really depends on what time for you sure. have in order to really figure out, okay, do I only have time for hits Or can I actually throw some stuff in there where... For the
1: hour-long sets, you can get a little funkier with it. But yeah, for the typical opener, like half-hour, 20-minute to a half-hour set, you pretty much do your biggest songs and get off the stage. And then, um, yeah. And as far as like the co-headline, I would guess that's... I don't even know yet, but I would guess that's going to end up being like about a 45-minute set or something like that. Um, Maybe it'll be an hour. I don't know. But I would guess like 45 and... So, yeah, I'll I'll do a I'll do the popular stuff and then I'll maybe throw in some new stuff and some some just some shit I'm in the mood for. Um, but, yeah, the the co-headline is more just. There's lots of things that go into putting a show on as far as booking the show, who's going to sell tickets, like who's going last, who's going second to last. And it's just like Ali and I are cool. And we just kind of with these Chicago and Minneapolis shows coming up, we both kind of um Helped out as far as booking them and, you know, not one of us is, you know, way bigger than the other one or whatever. So we just decided to, um, you know, do co headline and, and make sure one of us wasn't getting the better, better slot than the other one or something like that. So that's all that that means.
2: What's up, guys? This is Steve from Columbia. I went to see your show one night and I remember partying with you guys afterward. That was a fun time when we were in Columbia, South Carolina. I remember. But my question is uh, with Mac Miller just releasing another album, just like when you guys did uh, the J. Cole rankings on that album. Oh, yeah, Mac Miller. I did listen to How would you rank Mac Miller's projects, both albums, mixtapes, anything you want? Because one of my friends said watching movies with the sound off is number one album and that surprised me because i like a lot of his earlier stuff but opinions rank them just like the j cole album love your podcast guys see you
1: steve first of all i remember that night that was a fun-ass night in columbia um i can't remember what that venue was called for some reason the farm keeps popping up in my head but i don't think that's what it was um yeah i can't remember what it was but it was a cool it was like a packed show I remember yeah. the pictures from it and stuff. It was mad fun. Yeah. Um, that might've been with air. I'm pretty sure it was with air. Um, But Mac Miller, that's who I was trying to think of. I was like, Travis, when you said the not much music dropped, I was like, Travis, and there was one other big one. And I haven't gotten a chance to listen to Mac. And I'm, a, I like Mac Miller. Um, So we're going to, we're going to have to table your question. For another week but he has that's a good question because he has had some Mac is another just consistent one to me like he doesn't I I forget about him sometimes because he falls off the map and I don't necessarily think he has like a classic album or anything but he's always pretty consistent he, yeah. he never really like disappoints me and I'm like wow that album sucked right Um. but he doesn't pop up on features he disappears a lot so I do forget about him sometimes but yeah um we'll try to remember that for next week and maybe we can talk like kind of rank his albums once i get a chance to listen to his new one um did you said you listened to it man yeah did you like it yeah i thought it was good Word. i liked it better than uh watching movies yeah i liked watching movies so i'm interested to hear it. um his kids mixtape was fire yeah. when he first came up yeah uh, and I hate to be that person, like, oh, that first mixtape I heard of him was his most fire. He's never been the same. Like, it's not like that. I just that was really dope.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm glad he said that because I've been I was just thinking about that at the top of the podcast. There's something
2: I didn't listen to, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Um. Okay. That's oh, the and, end of um, the voicemails
1: with the Minnesota. Just um, September 6th, Chicago. September <laughs> September 7th, Minneapolis. <laughs> Um, if you haven't got your tickets, go get them. Um, Going to be some fun shows. Um, Ali's on both of them, so yeah.
2: All right, that's it. Anything else that we forgot? To you or, by
0: Al- Elkmos, Alchemist Hip Hop. Alchemist, that's right. Mister Porter. Um, these are the hip hop don'ts. Royce is, here. <laughs> Royce is starting now. Yes. Royce is absolutely here as Royce well. Royce59 is here. He found some snacks. Um, uh, if you have an emergency, it cannot be with an urgency. Uh-uh. So Eminem made like a 10-minute video. And you're rushed to emergency surgery. You cannot be burned in third degree. No, all. no. Basically all. giving and you a bunch of don'ts me, for rappers. It cannot be like you never heard of me. You gotta no. know him. It's, you have to know me. <laughs> no. you, you can and basically what it is is like shit that's just camp. been
1: overused yeah. in hip hop lines. Yeah, you lines. Can still go.
0: If, it's, if it's a second degree burn, okay. you can be rushed to emergency <laughs> surgery, but there can be no urgency. Absolutely not. No urgency. <laughs>
1: If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's ten minutes. so I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but it's you pretty funny if you're an M fan.
0: Have a limp. No, you. The funny
1: thing is, if I, I feel like if I went back and listened to a bunch of M songs, that he would have used many of these. Wait, <laughs> let me let me
2: play this one because this okay. is like a just a, a shortened version of it. Okay, so bars. Uh, you're a new
0: up and comer, right, in hip hop, and you don't understand the history of hip hop that these things have been rhymed way too many times by now. We're just giving you the don'ts.
1: So what are these don'ts and who's... It
0: cannot be like you
1: them? Let's see.
0: If you're going to murder me, it cannot be like you never heard of me. You got to no. know them. These niggas said me. I heard you. Get the fuck up on my fucking face murder you. If you want to be a pimp, <laughs> you cannot have a limp. And if you are a pimp and that's what you choose to do, that's fine. It's all good. Yeah, just do not have a limp. You cannot be a mobster and eat lobster at all. If you are a mobster, Eatin stay though. Fuck me away from lobster. lobster. Yeah. You cannot have bodies like John Gotti. like I'm John Gotti cause I don't fit nobody. You, you cannot d- die hard. Nope. You cannot That's... die hard like Bruce Willis. No more. <laughs> Knowledge and college. Nope. You are not allowed to. You can have knowledge, but it better not be from college. <laughs> when I'm so cold, when I'm dropping out, my degree is the same as I got in college. Zero. No more manage to do damage. man If you're gonna manage something, it cannot be damaged. If I don't manage to do damage to you, damn it, it'll be grandest, 10 grandest. From now on, lie in the booth because That's you so cannot true. be in the booth to spit the, the truth, truth to <laughs> the young youth no, no, hey no. no more the you fan respecting the truth fan the black nine is only in the roof right here all i talking that real shit, the truth if you're going to be lyrical you better not you better stay the fuck away from miracles <laughs> and i miracle matter fact a paradox on stage one, my dj scratch like chicken pox there you have it mnm's stuff
1: yeah and there's a lot more it's a 10 minute video pull <laughs> yeah that was you better pretty good better stay the fuck away from miracles <laughs> it's good because it's like it's just funny and they know like if you went back and and went through their catalog you could probably make a parody video of Eminem using every one of those at some point but it's just it's funny because it is true like there are certain especially me as a writer there are so many you have one word that you got to rhyme and there's such an obvious one to go with it and it's like but it gets used every time and it's so obvious do I really want to (laughs) like do that one
2: well, like that, that lyrical miracle, like yeah. whatever, like that. She's made fun so, of that many times. That shit is so true. Yeah. better stay the fuck away from miracles. <laughs>
1: it's funny that he, that they used a the logic one for that one. I don't know. <laughs> Cause he can get a
2: little lyrical miracle sometimes. He definitely can get a little lyrical miracle-y. Um, okay. Is that it? Yeah, I'm good with that. Good long discussion about, uh. The new age we're in with music. The new music industry fucked upness. Yep. Okay. All uh, right, in, in the
1: last month or so we've had a couple breaks with my vacation and, and, and uh Mo and I taking a little trip, but we should be we should be back for the long haul now for the
2: most part for the rest of the year. Hopefully. There's only one other th- like I think we'll be able to make it work next week, but I have a wedding. One the my last wedding. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: Moti's ma- had some good friends getting married yeah. um, where he's in the wedding and everything, so.
2: Yep, so I'm that old. Yep, but we'll make it work. <laughs> All right, outroing two. Last of the Real Ones by Packy. Nice. Throwing I'm... it back. I used this one when I did my solo pod. Oh, did you? You ain't, you ain't unique. Oh, then I'm not doing this one. You ain't unique. Screw that. What other one can I do? I thought I was unique, but I guess not. Nope. Oh, Been I'm, there, done that. Here, I know one that I can use. No, you don't. What? I'm going to uh, outro to uh, Plan Accordingly by Packy. Guess what other one I used on my solo plan. Plan Accordingly? <laughs> <Yeah>. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm outroing with Miss Me. Miss <laughs> Me <laughs> <laughs> Miss Me Too! <laughs>
1: See the way the boy been working, they should pay OT. Everybody know you mine. We just try to stay low key. This the type of joint they should be playing up in KOD. Do it all for the boy. You been waiting all for the boy. You know you the baddest, baddest. You don't even trip when they fall for the boy. How you like it when I talk my shit, girl? Feeling like I done
0: enough to back it up.